the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. Roughly 300 people that were there to celebrate the end of Roe versus Wade. Obviously, very peaceful celebration. Well, the bottom line comes from the Bible. We are to have no fellowship with darkness. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody, for that matter, teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children, simply based on the color of their skin. The folks today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant, and they're targeting even younger children. When we are counting ourselves as believers, that we need to count the cost of being a follower of Jesus. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news articles and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on the word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays just after 4 p.m., and also be sure to check out all our resources for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Now that the unconstitutional Supreme Court decision Roe v. Wade has been thankfully overturned, the pro-life movement has some different priorities. How should we proceed going forward to preserve unborn life and advance the ethic of life in an overall way in our culture? What policies and goals should pro-lifers in Ohio pursue now that we are in this different situation? I recently interviewed Margie Christie, who is executive director of Dayton Right to Life and also president of the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. Welcome back to Mission America Radio, Margie. Thank you for having me, Linda. So, Margie, you know, we're all ecstatic about the overturn of Roe versus Wade, but it turns out that the pro-abortion forces were ready with measures to throw obstacles in the way. So talk about, first of all, there are a number of things we can talk about. Um, Talk about what happened recently, for instance, in the state of Michigan during the election. Okay, so uh, Michigan, um, well, what we're seeing is the pro-aborts want to take this issue, obviously, you know, back to the states, but they're attacking the state constitutions. They're not messing with laws and legislatures anymore. They're going right to state constitutions. So, um, Again, we were kind of left, the pro-life community was left kind of scrambling, unfortunately. 
Um, we were ready for the laws, but we weren't quite ready for the constitutional amendments. And that's what we saw in Kansas and Michigan and Kentucky. So in Michigan, um, the forces come all out. And, and let's be clear, this money is coming from outside sources. This is just, you know, the, the all these um, reproductive choice groups from everywhere pour money in. So they put a uh, ballot initiative. Um, well, Michigan had a, a little trickier spot with their constitution but at the end of the day the pro boards poured in about 42 million um they countered the pro-life group there in michigan countered with about 15 million and uh it yeah it was not good so um the constitution will um, protect the right to abortion which we know does not even exist but um in michigan for now and then we saw the same thing in kentucky Uh, in kentucky they spent about Five million pro boards did versus the one to two million um, that Kentucky um, spent, uh, and theirs was a, a pro one. Theirs, um, Kentucky decided to go on the offense um, for a change, and they said, "Hey, we're going to put the right to life in our constitution." Um, so it was the exact opposite of Michigan, and so <clears throat> they had to do a little more work. But again, they fell short, fifty-two percent to forty-eight percent. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could not put the right to life in their um, state constitution. So um, in both places, you know, I've talked to the leaders in both places. I had a nice long talk um, with um, Kentucky Right to Life because I felt we were, Ohio was a little more comparable um, to Kentucky rather than to the Michigan situation. And uh, basically, we, we just got out messaged. Um, she said for every two billboards that, that the pro-life group ran, the other side ran 10. And, you know, it was just same with TV and media. And then the messaging, you know, we, we have got to do better as pro-lifers on the messaging. You know, we know what their talking points are. Rape and incest, life of the mother, this is health care, this was a protective right. And, and we just always seem to fall short in our messaging. So it's very frustrating that after, you know, 50 years, you know, bro, that we can't get our message across now. Right. Um, it's, yeah, so yeah. that's that's where we are right now. Um, so there's been several losses. We, we haven't got a win yet in any of the states. So, Well, and in Ohio, okay, the status of the heartbeat bill is that, once again, a judge has held it up. Is that not correct? That is correct, which is completely absurd that a common pleas judge in Hamilton County, you know how they like to judge shop. Um, yes. find one favorable for them. They found one in Hamilton County. Um, actually, they could have found anyone in Hamilton County, um, but they uh, picked Judge Jenkson, Jenkins. And uh, so so right now it's in. I think it's going to be heading to the appeals and then the state Supreme Court. Um, but, yeah, there's a stay on our heartbeat bill. So right now, uh, women in Ohio up to 22 weeks can have an abortion. Wow. It's atrocious. Wow, it sure is. So. Uh, we're right back to kind of where we were. So the uh, state house in Ohio could step in or could have. Um, we uh, we're not seeing that kind of action yet. Do you expect that they might do something once uh, the new year starts and uh, in the in in the new uh, assembly is seated? Because we will have more Republicans. Do you think that'll happen? <laughs> Great question. I- 
I mean, by the grace of God, I would hope. I mean, we, we have a supermajority. I mean, those, those uh, men and women in, in Columbus can pretty much put through any conservative agenda they want to with little or no opposition. Um, we're, we're just self-censoring ourselves. I mean, it, it's just atrocious how we are holding ourselves back. Um, I would hope that there would be a life at conception bill, and we have talked and talked with the other um, pro-life groups across the state, Ohio Right to Life, and, you know, of course, I'm with the coalition, the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio and CCB. I mean, we should be able to put through life at conception in Ohio. I don't know why we hold ourselves back. So um, we'll see. Um, they have assured us that, you know, that is going to be um, one of their priorities. Um, we have a new speaker uh, in the House, Derek Marin, um, which, you know, we were very excited to see. Um, so hopefully Derek um, will be able to, to push some legislation through. And, and let's be clear. No legislation goes through Ohio, Linda, and you know this better than anybody, unless the leadership wants it to, starting with DeWine. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's where we are in Ohio, sad but true. Well, would Mike DeWine sign a uh, life at conception bill? I mean, he's pretty pro-life. Uh, what, what do you think? I, I would hope that he would. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would hope that he would. Okay, so um, how can we, you know, there is some discussion of a a ballot initiative here in Ohio. So talk about that with me. Right. So um, a couple of different um, options. There's been discussion across the state. We know we've heard inklings and we're pretty confident that the pro boards um, feel good about their numbers in Ohio and want to put it on uh, the ballot, the right to abortion as a ballot initiative, as an amendment to the state constitution. Uh, similar to uh, Michigan and Kansas. So um, we're anticipating perhaps they would want to do it in 2024, where they would have a good turnout for the presidential election. Um, it's hard to tell. Um, but that, that's what we're, we anticipate. So um, the forces across the state are trying to um, get together to try to fight that. Um, my frustration, Linda, comes in, you know, why wouldn't we do our own ballot initiative um, and go on the offense for once. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to see, you know, where we are across the state. It has to be a combined effort with everybody. So we'll have to fight it um, if they put one on the ballot. So, uh, yeah, that's where we are right now. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Frank LaRose's recent, um, oh, gosh, um, introduction of, of his legislation where they want to um, change the threshold up to 60%. Currently, mm-hmm. right now, the past ballot initiative, it needs to be 50% plus one. They want to raise that to 60, which would definitely hurt the other side. Yeah. So maybe that's one way to do it, to stop it before it even starts. So we shall see. But right. it should be an interesting 2023 and 24 for well, sure. Yeah, it sounds like we were outspent in both Michigan and Kentucky, as well as the messaging issue. How can we Correct. find more money? I mean, what is this going to take? I mean, we just have to be better across the board. And, and this isn't just, you know, on the abortion issue. This was a lot of conservative issues. We have to, you know, bring our friends in just like they do. They bring in the Planned Parenthoods. We need to bring in some of our big guns, you know, in our conservative circles and, and have them commit to this issue. 
Um, I, I don't know why we're so um, inept at that, but um, we need to get better for sure um, at, at fundraising and, and challenging theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, at some point when you have millionaires, like in Michigan, I mean, they had millionaires sending in money. And of course, Planned Parenthood and, you know, the George Soros funded groups across the country. So that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. Well, you know, I I always wonder... Um, and I, you're, you've been doing this so excellently for so many years that I'm sure you have a perspective on this. What can we do better to prevent the pregnancies before marriage? I mean, I've been working on the sex education issue for now going on um, at least 25 years. And, and, you know, it seems to me we have an abstinence until marriage law in Ohio, and yet we have these uh, many, many school districts that are teaching comprehensive sex education, which enables and basically I think encourages teenagers to go ahead and have sex in all directions. And then if they have an abortion, it's just fine. And here's the number for Planned Parenthood or how, what can we do to make that different? I'd just love to hear your perspective on that. Well, I, I think, um, like you mentioned, um, we need to get back to the schools. Like you said, we do have this curriculum. We parents just can't sit 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 back and just watch it all happen. Um, I know we're all busy. I know we're going all in a million different directions. But you know, we we have let these schools take over. Um, and, and we need to get our power back in that. So um, we need to to talk about sex has consequences. You know, our, our whole society wants to take all the consequences out of sex. And, um, you know, and then, of course, basing it in, you know, marriage, um, the whole concept of marriage. So we need to do a better job, and I think it does start in the schools. We do have some legislation. Uh, another frustrating point, um, Senator Antoni had a great piece of legislation this past GA on fetal education. You know, we don't mm-hmm. even teach that in biology. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and it never got out of committee, Linda. Never got out of committee. Wow. I mean, it's so frustrating um, that we can't do these little things and start, you know, right away in, in the positive and just encouraging families. You know, I see that in the city of Dayton where I'm based. Um, where are the family-friendly type things? Where do we encourage moms? Where do we have family fun events where families are fun and they're looked at as, you know, a blessing? And, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. So we I think it's a cultural thing, and I think we start local. I think it starts in our schools and our communities where we encourage family events. We encourage moms and dads, you know, to, to do fun things as a family. And families are fun and kids are fun and they're not a burden. And a, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that that sounds wonderful. And, you know, I I'm uh, wondering now back to the state house and not even being able to be conservative enough to push a fetal education bill forward. <laughs> I mean, I have the same frustration with their uh, inability to take on the transgender issue, for instance, and ban these horrific uh, procedures for kids and on and on and on. You do believe it will be different under um, under a different different leadership at the state house? Well, I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm always hopeful. <laughs> 
So we will return to this very interesting conversation about Ohio policies and goals concerning the pro-life issue and what we can do going forward when we return here on Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Friends, are you looking for good, wholesome books for your children and for you as a parent or grandparent as you navigate the current culture and raising your kids? Well, we have developed a list at missionamerica.com in an article where we also offer several sites to help you sort through the books that are out there now. But we have a whole list of family-friendly books, and many of them are authors that I know personally, and I have read many of these books. Also, my own book, Maybe He's Not Gay, is on the list as well. So go to missionamerica.com where you will find our positive, wholesome book list for families. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're talking today with Margie Christie, who is executive director of Dayton Right to Life and also president of the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio. And Margie and I have been discussing the role of the Ohio State House, the role of possible ballot issues going forward in the future in Ohio on the abortion issue and a few other things that we need to be considering as we go forward now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Praise the Lord. So let's continue with my interview with Margie Christie. You do believe it will be different under um, under a different different leadership at the state house? Well, I'm hopeful. <laughs> I'm always hopeful. Um, uh, we've worked with uh, Derek Merrim for a few years, and he's, you know, I, I think he's good to his word. Um, the frustrating part is, you know, I had a nice conversation with a retiring Wiley veteran, and I said, how do we not get things done with a supermajority? And, you know, he was quite honest. He said, actually, the supermajority hurts us because they don't have to listen to a lot of us. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a double edged sword with this super majority that we have, because a lot of us can be blocked out or, you know, traded away. We'll give you this if you give us that. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, you know, then so I'm always thinking about um, the leader of the pro-abortion side, which is Planned Parenthood, and where they are now. So they're still operating in Ohio, correct? <clears throat> correct. And, mm-hmm. and actually, um, in Ohio, we're kind of a mixed um, a mixed bag because the, a lot of our abortions, and I would say maybe 50%, are our independents. You know, I yeah. have this... Mm-hmm. Uh, horrendous Dr. Haskell down here at Women's Med Center. They got preterm up in Cleveland. They have, um, you know, a place up in Toledo. So, you know, it's our independence that are really causing a lot of our, our babies' deaths as well. But Planned Parenthood for sure is the money behind all of them. Is your Dr. Haskell, not your Dr. Haskell, but Dr. <laughs> Haskell in Dayton, is his late-term abortion, well, it's up to 20 weeks, right, supposedly, Correct. quote, 22. unquote. Do you think, I mean, 
I'm asked to put you on the spot, but do you think that they violate that that um, uh, gestation period gestation? Oh, uh, it would, it, I, I would be shocked if they didn't. Well, they, yeah. I mean, there's so little oversight from our Ohio Department of Health. I mean, it, it, there's no one watching them. Yeah. No one watching them. You know, at one point, Linda, none of our abortion, independent abortion facilities had a current license, and yet they were still operating. So, I mean, we can't even, you know, take their licenses away. It's very frustrating, and that's a whole other show yes. we could do on the Ohio Department of Health. Well, right, and under the oversight of now eight years of more than that, of Republicans, 12 years of Republicans. I mean, how long has it been? Exactly. Case, You're case exactly right. You're yeah. Under Kasich, it was terrible. And, you know, unfortunately, DeWine has not been able to clean it up either. Everybody says, oh, there's a mess over there. But no one, it, it's, you know, kind of what we're looking at at a national level. These lifetime bureaucrats there, they just, they know that the next governor's coming through. And so they really don't answer to anybody. And, mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. And they're almost always leaning far far left or at least somewhat left. Isn't that amazing mm-hmm. how that is? Wow. Well, what else is on your mind that you would like to share with people, uh, Margie? We're talking, again, if you've just joined us with Margie Christie, who is executive director of Dayton Right to Life and president. You're still president, aren't you, of Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio? Yes, I am through March. President so I, again. I, I, you were president <laughs> a few years back when I was yes, on the board. Yes, I was. Oh goodness! Yes, I'm a glutton for punishment, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got we we got a lot going on. Um, we're just um, you know again working hopefully to get this with our new Supreme Court in place. We get the heartbeat bill up to the Supreme Court. Um, hopefully, we can get a favorable decision to them. Well, with them, and uh, maybe heartbeat will go in place as of the first of the year. That'll put us um, back to five or six weeks, and then we get working on our other horrible issue of chemical abortions. Yeah, that's just you know the pills yes. and you know with all, it's horrendous. So that that's a little trickier um, concept yeah. because you know that's interstate commerce, and we got a lot going on there. But we can do we can we can tackle this. It's been done. You know, we got to look at places like Missouri. Missouri ended abortions, you know, before Roe v. Wade was overturned. Hmm. So we need to go back and look at places like Missouri and, and learn from them. So tell uh, people about uh, the situation with chemical abortions, how much it has grown. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, it is just, and, and we really have honestly very little idea of the actual numbers because again, in Ohio, we don't do a very good job of tracking them, but um, we know that women can get the morning after pill, but then even up until 12 weeks, um, they can, you know, go to their abortion facility or Planned Parenthood um, and get, and get the, uh, the pill that will um, kill their baby and they have them do it at home. Um, and so I'm not sure how that's good women's health care, but that's what mm-hmm. we're doing. But it's almost probably 60 percent of abortions now. Mm-hmm. And again, it's hard to tell because we can't really track them. Um, if girls buy them offline, they do a telehealth. Um, I'm sure every college campus in Ohio, you know, has it in their health care mm-hmm. um, facilities or, you know, gives the students access to it. So um, that that is just a whole other animal that has gotten out of control as well. Yeah. Oh, it's really, really sad. So, Margie, thank you so much for being on our show. Um, tell us the websites you'd like people to be able to go to to get more information. 
yeah, you can visit um, the Right to Life Action Coalition of Ohio website. That's rtlaohio.org, rtlaohio.org. Um, and if you want to know more about what's happening in Dayton, uh, you can visit daytonlife.org. Okay. Thank you so much. And I ask my listeners to pray for you and pray for Please. the pro-life community in Ohio and that we would save more babies and that the legislation and the regulations and ballot issues, if needed, would put that in place so that we can protect life thoroughly and completely in Ohio. Amen and amen. 400 babies a week is what die in Ohio by abortion. We have to do better. We do. Oh, God bless you for what you're doing, Margie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Linda. Bye-bye. And that's all we have time for today, friends. We need to keep our minds on the unborn and saving those who are the most vulnerable in our culture. Just remember that with God, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. Friends, I want to make sure you know about something on our website that is very helpful for parents and grandparents if you have kids in the public schools, and it's our School Propaganda and Corruption Calendar. It's a list of the pro-homosexual and pro-gender confusion special days and weeks during the school year where activists will be promoting these sinful behaviors and giving completely deceptive information to impression students. You can tell your child the truth instead. Go to our website at missionamerica.com. And as always, thanks for your prayers for us and your support. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 